0: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Broken Veteran Podcast. Um, me and Stewie are here, as normal. We're actually being joined this week by the person who should have been our guest last week, uh, who's sitting quietly in the background uh, on the uh, on the naughty step. Throwing
1: down on a kebab.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Colin Bell has also joined us this week. We're not going to interview him. We're not going to put him through that torture. Um, we're just going to let him eat his kebab in peace. So, last week's episode, episode eight, Stu went to ratchet. Basically, basically. we got to um, thirty-one minutes, and for some reason, it just went white noise. We, we, you know, we didn't change anything that we do, and in, in the process of making our uh, podcast, but for whatever reason, we lost some of some of the podcast. Okay. But we lost about twenty minutes, so we'll slightly go over it again, but uh let's not dwell on it let's move on quickly improvise adapt double cap yeah that's it you know these things happen especially when you you know you work with technology and stuff like that we're not you know we don't profess to be no nope. uh, any sort of experts on this we just sit and have a chat and hope it all works we started
1: and it didn't work yeah yeah yeah
0: so the, obviously i do this through anchor uh, are the the sort of producers of the podcast, the podcast, yeah, yeah. The uh, they got called other names this week, so with W. Raves uh, yeah, yeah. And because um, I wasn't very annoyed about it, but we'll move on. So anyway, we spoke about what Stewie does in his spare time is biking, and if you go on the um, the Broken Veteran um, Instagram page, you can see Stewie doing getting some airtime on some pictures on there. There's at least an inch of the book. At least an inch. At least. Doing. And we spoke about um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that I do in my sort of as my hobby. We mentioned Newport MMA where I where I do it. And obviously you still want to put it out there. If anyone wants to come join, you know, wants to do it, you know, hit hit me up. Um same as Stewie, if anyone wants to go biking, they're in and they're in the South Wales area, you know, he'll he'll show you what he knows. And I just expect to be on the ground a lot. <laughs> it shouldn't take long. <laughs> um we after after the podcast obviously messed up last week we spoke about a a gentleman called chris bermonday um so he's an endurance athlete he does these crazy challenges so we spoke about what he was planning to do last week and then i got hold of him in the week and i've actually been able to interview him so here's an interview with chris on his crazy challenges Hello, Chris. Hi,
1: Mark. How's it going? Good. Welcome to the Broken Vetting Podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me. Not too bad. How's you?
0: Yeah, yeah, good. Living the dream, as they say. That's the best way. We can't. Help yeah, us. yeah. Um, well, they can't kill me, and they can't make me pregnant. So
1: that's that's the philosophy that I work off. It's uh, it's the best philosophy to have, especially uh, especially in our line of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um,
0: last week's podcast. It went a bit to ratchet, and after 31 minutes, um, for some reason, it stopped recording, and it missed the bit where I spoke about, um, about yourself, um, with the view of, I would get you on then this week to talk about it. So, there's been no sort of build-up into this, um, <laughs> apart from me saying, Chris is coming on the podcast. So, to give, you the, to give people a bit of, bit of background, and so no one's got any false illusions, we, we used to work together. Um not in the military, in the private sector. and doing security essentially. Um managing security contracts. Um that you know, and we've known each other now for probably about five 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 years, six years.
1: Yeah, going on five or six years,
0: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And in that time, I'm obviously aware that you've done some um Crazy endurance challenges, to say the least, I think that's the best way to describe them. You do endu- yeah. endurance challenges that are not usually the norm endurance challenges,
1: uh, yeah, that's that, that's true. I don't know how to define them, I've not, uh, I was gonna say I haven't tried, I probably have because people keep asking me what it is that I do, but um, yeah, just essentially come up with an idea that sounds pretty, uh ludicrous and, uh, and go for it
0: yeah yeah and i think it's the fact that they're different that that attracts people to to them you know it's not the your average walk up a hill you know it's walk up a hill 20 times you know that's that in that in that sort of way so based on that 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 statement do you want to tell us about um tell us about the challenge you're you're going to undertake this year Okay.
1: So, I I mean, as you'll know, um, and listeners are probably going to find out now, I I like to have something um, on the back burner, something, you know, to to work towards as a bit of a goal. Um, And I normally, or certainly have done in the recent past, had kind of one challenge um, every year or so that I want to push out. And I try try and think of things that are a little bit different um, or that aren't the same each time, if that makes sense, partly because I want to challenge myself in a different way um and also because i think as you say there's a few people looking on um i get good feedback from them and i like to kind of use that feedback to hopefully motivate and encourage other people to do it so if i do different things um then that's not saving for for me and it's not saving for anybody else so the next one um is in october this year covid and everything else uh permitting um and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing a half marathon um which might sound a bit tame um only this half marathon is along a towpath, which is flat so still sounds tame but i'm going to be pulling a an 18 ton 70 foot canal boat okay as you do um so combining you know endurance or stamina fitness with with strength um which is not i was going to say it's not new to me in that you know i throw weights around on a regular basis um, but most of the challenges i've done in the past have specifically focused on some sort of kind of just Cardio, traditionally a kind of cardio endurance. So throwing in, or adding in an 18 ton narrowboat is a bit of a different ball game. So yeah, that's this year's. Okay. Has she, has she got a name? She has the Lady Winifred. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, and um, so it's not until October. So what? What's the? What's the? What's the training plan? Where it? Where are you doing
1: it? First of all, so I'm doing it in in, in on the canal, but Langston. Okay. Um, the kind of the reasons give you a bit of background the reason i'm doing it obviously i need a goal it keeps me sane as my little lad tells me you know having a goal in training is what keeps daddy zen in place um but the 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 boat i'm using belongs to a, a charity based in llangollen who um, my parents have been involved with pretty much since its inception i don't know 30 odd years ago um and the charity run um originally week-long and day trips now just day trips on the canal for disabled and disadvantaged folk. Okay. Um, so the, the boat that they've got, Lady Winifred and the boats they've had previously have all been purpose-built to accommodate, you know, wheelchairs, hydraulic lifts and ramps and all that sort of stuff. Um, and much like every other charity, I'm sure, uh, this year with COVID and everything else, they're they're suffering big time from from lack of income. They're they wholly reliant on fundraising um, and, and donations. So the boat's not in the water. They're not really raising any money. Yeah. But, um, so it was a means of you know doing something to help them raise money and raise publicity in the area and also obviously to to challenge me in a different way um, so that's kind of the the background of the how and the why if you like um, and the uh,
0: and the very different
1: yes yeah, I mean you know last year's event well last year, not event but last year 's challenge um was kind of It grew out of something else, but um, way back when I had this hot hankering to, to climb the seven summits, the highest summits on each of the continents, obviously Everest being one of those, that didn't happen and it's <laughs> never going to happen. Um, cost a fortune and I haven't got the time. Um, so I kind of thought, well, let me see if I can Everest somewhere else. And Everesting as a term is something tra- traditionally cyclists do something, do it, do it. A challenge called Everest in which, you, you know, they find a hill and they just go up and down it. Um so they've smashed 29,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, so I thought, why not do the same thing, you know, on a hill? I know. So Penavan, August bank Bancordi last year, um, up and down. I think it was 18 and three quarter times in the end um, to get me up to 20, 29,000 feet of elevation gain. So, you know, that was last year's event. Um, yeah. And, and this one, as you say, is a bit different. Um, it's flat for a start. They're not normally flat, but throwing in the uh, the added eighteen tons is going to make a difference.
0: So, are you wearing like a harness, and it's just with a like they, yeah, they used I mean, to do different. with the old Shire horses?
1: Yeah, very very similar. I am the Shire horse. I was up there a couple of weeks ago training. Um, first time I'd pulled the boat. I mean, I you know I kind of grew up around around canals or around this charity. My parents have got a boat. Um, so you know, manhandling a boat in in and out of its berth when it's been moored and stuff is not uh, not totally alien to me, but physically pulling it any distance is is totally alien. Um, so if you imagine watching you know World Strongest Man or something like that at Christmas time, you see them doing the truck pulls and all that where they've got um, essentially what looks like a climbing harness but over their chest and shoulders and they're leaning forward pulling um, tractors or lorries or planes or whatever they're pulling. Yeah, very much that kind of style that's the kit i'm using i've got a specialist um harness that i've uh, bought off a friend who tried to do something similar um, last year with a car for 24 hours uh, so i've got that harness and i've been onto some specialists to get some slings made up Um so yeah very much kind of the, the eddie hall style of just lean forward and pull um, so
0: is um is there someone then on the boat steering it so it doesn't off. yeah so the,
1: the, the plan at the moment is um my parents who are both skippers for the charity who skipper the boat and, and some of the other skippers will probably be around helping they'll have to steer the boat um as as kind of odd as it sounds that the 18 tons itself isn't really the the hardest part if that makes sense yes yeah. i mean you know 18 tons is a move but i couldn't even imagine what it feels like to shift 18 tons if it was by itself but it's obviously floating in water um But the hard thing is where, you know, a narrow or a canal is, I don't know, whatever the different width of different places, but let's say they're 18 odd feet um, across in average, pulling straight along an 18 foot section of canal is nice and easy. Um, I'm going to be starting in somewhere called Vronka Sallte, which is going to see me go over the the aqueduct outside Okay. So the aqueduct is much, much narrower. So when I get to the aqueduct, because of the constriction of the water, it's like hitting a brick wall.
0: Oh, all right, okay.
1: Uh, the, the, the friction of the boat, if you like, in the water um, is it, solid. Um, and then there are other sections of the canal that are wider but are very shallow at the edges, so the boat has to be sort of tracked and steered to stay in the middle of the canal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they'll they be on board skippering um, and steering the boat, but then the challenge there is, obviously, if I'm on somewhere like... Um, the the aqueduct, which is narrow, although it's going to be much harder to pull because of the uh, because of the friction, it's straight, uh, and, and the boat can be in you know in the middle of what is a straight channel of water. But when we're in the slightly wider sections of water and the boat has to stay in the middle, then I'm going to be kind of leaning off to one side, um pulling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that that from from the kind of the practice and the training I've done is is almost more difficult. Well, it is more difficult. Than than the, just just leaning in and pulling it. So so one,
0: Yeah. So on the on the normal bits, once you get it going, it's going, and you just keep on keep on. Yeah. Tugging, I mean, at it. There's an
1: obscene amount of burn in in your calves. The lactic acid builds up in your calves really quickly. Your hamstrings, the whole the whole area in sports science we call it the, the posterior chains. So all the muscles in your lower back, backside, hamstrings, back of your legs are, are on fire. Yeah. Um. But your lungs are, you know, certainly mine mine were okay. Um. But yeah, as soon as you enter kind of a, a slightly more challenging area, and you've got to lean or turn on the side and face away because the angle of the, you know, the tow rope and the and the sling um, is going to be greater than that. puts much more pressure on uh, on the body. Yeah. What
0: if uh, what if an, another boat comes the other way? Does it change the flow of the water then and put more pressure on you?
1: It yeah, I mean it it, it doesn't it doesn't in that again it depends where that happens. There are sections of the canal that we're going to be using. Um that are much narrower, so they're almost like a one-way system. Okay. Um so we'll be have somebody somebody walking alongside with me who at these sections they will have to kind of just walk up walk ahead. Um and almost give if there's an oncoming boat, give them warning to wait. Yeah. Um, and see me through. Which is kind of the process of how it would work anyway. Um but you know it's gonna be But you don't want to boat. stop yeah. you, once you get going, you won't wanna stop for another no. boat to get past. No, 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 not at all. Um, I mean, it's going to be a slow, slow old slog. Um, but the, yeah, stopping us. So how many how really many minute miles, miles do you reckon you're going to be doing? Well, we're looking at, I've been up and clocked it. It's, it's just under a half marathon. It's about 11 and a bit odd miles there and back. And I'm hoping to be able to do kind of a mile an hour, which sounds super slow. Um, but as I say, there will be sections where I can go a little bit quicker, and then there'll be sections like the aqueduct and the narrows, where the, the canal is much more constricted. That, that will be slower and harder.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, they're not built for speed, yeah. are they? <laughs> <You> know, they're <laughs> not at
1: all. You know, he, 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 even when it's got a list of diesel engine gunning for it instead of a fat ginger bloke pulling it at the front, um, they're still not not uh, not renowned for their speed, are they?
0: No, i was saying that. Is Is there any um? Is there any locks or anything on the way, or is it just? There a- isn't.
1: I mean, I've, to be fair, I chose. I say I chose where where the boat moored in, in the basin outside. Like, was well, it's, it's more than a place called Trevor, um, and the canal there splits off into two sections. So it joins the Shropshire Union Canal, which goes off to Chirk and ultimately Oswestry in that way. Um, and I had thought originally of going that way because it would see me go straight over the aqueduct, and it was a um, kind of a, a cooler, longer, straight section, if you like. Yeah. Um, but then with a bit of uh, a bit of input from the parents and their local knowledge or more local knowledge. They suggested we kind of start the other side of the aqueduct and then come across and then take the other, other routes down to Llangollen. Um specifically because it's quieter that way. It's a dead end that the canal that way is a dead end. So there'd be less through traffic yeah. um, to be less traffic on the canal anyway, because of the, the time of year. So a lot of the, you know, the tourist, the touring boats have all stopped. Um, it's also easier to manage or to have some sort of knowledge of where, boats will be moored or parked um at that time of year because again the tourism the tourist boats aren't aren't going back and forth it's going to be the regular boats that that are moored up so that's an easier section to manage um those moored boats if you like yeah well
0: will will the locals be aware of this that this is happening and and move out the way essentially
1: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not really a case of having to, to shift out of the way per se. There are the you know the canal system has its own set of rules and regulations and and sort of customs, if you like. Um, and again, that Thangotten section of canal, if anyone listening knows it, there is a um, kind of a tourist boat in at the Mar- marina in Fingalton that does horse drawn boat um, trips. Oh, okay. Um, so it's you know it it's not uncommon to know that you know there's a boat coming up and down their towed. um i mean we were up there or i was up there with my folks a couple of weeks ago um and everyone that, that kind of they know and we know on the canal system the people who run the hire boats where their boats moored the people who run the the, the um, horse-drawn boat business you know we were t- telling them all what what's happening and when and they're all you know they're all kind of bought into the idea if you like
0: yeah yeah no they probably think
1: it's crazy that's why well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, as you, obviously, this challenge is coming up. Um, the challenges that you've done in the past—you obviously mentioned the, uh, the Everest on the Penny fan. So that was yeah. up, up and down that until you you completed the elevation. What what other challenges have you um, endured? So,
1: I mean, let's just say, that, that, that was last year's, um, the year before the year, in fact, the year before that was the um, centenary year for Armistice Day. Um, and I hadn't, I didn't really have anything in the pipeline, um, or I did, but for various reasons, it just, I just hadn't kind of got around to, to taking it off. And then I got an email from, um, the army benevolent, the army benevolent fund. Yeah. Um, and they were putting together, I think they called it the frontline walk, which was kind of a virtual walk that people could sign up for and they had to, you know, tick off a hundred kilometers over i think it was a week or so leading up to um, remembrance weekend um which gave me the spark of an idea um so living where i do bang on the cotswold way uh, the cotswold way for anyone who's listening is 100 and between 102 and 107 miles long depending on which way you go and which bits you do um but the the town i live in the the cotswold way comes right up the high street and there's a, there's a a memorial specifically for the Fallen of the First World War on the High Street. Um, And the start point, northerly start point, uh, at Chipping Camden, is also at a war memorial. And ironically, we are exactly 100 kilometres from that start point. Um, So I decided to tab slash run that 100 kilometres with a 50-pound burger on my back.
0: And how long did it take you?
1: That was 20, just over 20 hours, um, which was actually slower than I wanted it to be. Um, I mean, it flipping hurts. It's been a long time since I've had to put a bergen on and tab any kind of distance like that. Um, And the Cotswold Way, for anyone who knows it, is is not a flat footpath. It's almost exclusively all off road and it's massively undulating. Um, But I, I, all, well, I was going to say, all all excuses aside, I, I felt terrible in the week running up to it but was still happening but within i don't know 3 or 4 hours of starting i was you you know in the first field throwing up and you know dropping my trousers and it was, yeah i was in a in a bad way all the things you hear about happening with people doing ultra marathons and all that sort of stuff all happened to me in that t- 24 hour period i felt terrible um yeah but so, when, yeah, that, yeah. As, but when still, they do them ultra marathons
0: when they do them ultra they don't generally have a Bergen on with, with 50 pounds
1: in, do they? This is true. This is true. Although, ironically, as you know, I've done a fair few of those things in the past. And, and kind of gastric distress or you know dodgy guts and vomiting and diarrhea are quite commonplace um, in you know, long-distance running because, because just because of the state you're pushing your body through. And it's not something I've ever, ever, ever suffered from um, before. So uh, I did the first leg with, with a, two mates, Andy and Ben. Ben's actually an ex-parent and is now, a, now in the Marines. He's a booty. Um, and I think they were both quite taken aback when I sort of put my hand up for the first time and just you know, drop my kicks in the middle of the field. I was like, you guys carry on and I'll... Uh... Catch you <laughs> up. <laughs> I'll catch you up in a minute. Was,
0: um,
1: uh, yeah. Drastic, that one.
0: So the the charity that you you do in the... Because obviously you, each year you pick a charity, don't you? you and you do yeah. it for that charity, and. Um, and I'm sure that, you know... If, if Are they on your website, are they? They
1: are, yeah. They're in the blog section of the website. There's a link to their stuff in there and on the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, they've got a bit of a long name. It's the Verla Thangos and Canal Boat Trust. Yeah. Um, as I say, they've been going, somebody will correct me, I'm sure, but 30-odd years. I say that, I'm 41, so they've probably been knocking on for nearly 40 years. Um And as I say, they... Organise um, or now run day trips on the canal uh, for disabled and disadvantaged folks. Um, no charge. They, they run, you know, totally on donations. Uh, and the Lady Winifred, which is their, their current boat, is a purpose-built, a uh, purpose spec boat that has, you know, hydraulic lifts, much lower windows. So although it's a, you know it's a narrow boat, it looks like a narrow boat. There are some subtle differences. It's got you know the uh, the back end's longer and wider, so they can get wheelchairs on and off with a hydraulic lift. The windows are much much deeper, so if you're inside in a wheelchair, you know, you know you haven't got a uh, strain to look out the window and, and see see the scenery outside, you know, so.
0: Yeah, so it, so is that your motivation then? Is it for for the, the charities? Um, is it personal motivation? Well, obviously you're motivated it's, when it is a charity but is it, you know, do you have a personal goal, personal motivation to do these things? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's, a, it's totally altruistic and I'm not doing these things for me and it's all about the charity. Um, of course it's about the charity, I want to raise as much money and or you know publicity for them as possible whether that's getting you know just getting them in the in their local rag and getting them on the radio and that sort of stuff um, as well as raising some money for them because at the minute that, that, that's much needed um, for them and, and for all charities um, but yeah you know you, you know me well enough to know I have to have uh, I have to have a goal I love exercise I love training but exercise and training to me are kind of pointless unless I've got a date in the diary where I can you know hone in on something Um, And I've done, you know, know, marathons, ultra marathons, trail marathons, adventure races, all all that sort of stuff. Um, And that's not to dismiss them. They're great. And I still do a couple every year um, that I really enjoy. But I kind of like to push myself in a slightly different way, Um, not just in a different way to the formal events, but I like to push myself in a different way each time I'm doing something. So whether it's, you know, running with a Bergen, running long distance, um, combining like I've done in the past, kayaking with running and cycling. Um, or as it is in this way, you know, adding in the strength elements, and each time I have to train for it slightly differently, I have to approach it differently, uh, and you know that appeals to me as well.
0: And does it help with your? Because obviously I'm an advocate of doing fitness for mental health, as in, you know, healthy body, healthy mind, and and you're aware of that. And we, you know, we we've, we've done fitness sessions next to our office that we used to work at in the field. But um, is that is that a reason for doing the fitness as well?
1: Yeah, completely, absolutely, completely. Um, I I find um, that unless I have that goal, and then there's a reason for me to train. That you know, I'm not going to say life can spirals out of control quickly, but I need to have that thing on the side of my life to 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 give me a bit of calm, a bit of zen. Um, car was maybe not the right idea when you're pushing an 18 ton boat um, but yeah i need that i need that focus and it just gives me something away from kind of work family you know home that sort of thing um to push i dare say there'll be times or there have been times where i've focused too much on that to the detriment of other things um but i certainly yeah certainly pursue that as part of kind of my mental and physical uh well-being and i, I you know i'm probably doing it to pursue Some kind of internal demon, or chase some demon away to um, try to be a bigger, better, badder, whatever version of myself. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you still? Are you still training other people? Is that still a thing that you do?
1: No. I mean, I've I've got a a group of people. As you know, I coached for kind of twelve, eighteen months when I left the security industry. I've gone back in now, Um, and I had ideas to to work with a a local coach um, who was kind of looking at, at retiring. So I went to work with him for kind of 12, 18 months. Um, And, and, uh, you know, I I set up a a group training session with them. And and that group training session has kind of continued, but not in the formal way. So there's a bunch of us and we train together, you know, on a a Friday evening most weeks, sometimes midweek as well. Um, So that kind of structure of training still exists. But no, it's... uh, as far as work is concerned, it's not something I do formally anymore. No. Okay. So,
0: when um, where can people find you then? What's your um, What's your website? What's your, uh, your I suppose so-so? the
1: easiest place to find me is on Facebook. If you can just tap in my name, Chris Berman Day, and that comes up with my page. And on Instagram, it's just C Berman Day.
0: Okay. And you've got a website as well because I have a uh, look at it, which uh, is
1: Kit. I have, it's on, kit. yeah, it's Kit. Kit bermonday Day at Wicks. I need to, uh, to be honest, I need to sort out a domain for that. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And obviously, you've got a blog on that on there.
1: Yeah, that's all on there. I mean, there's links to that in. Um, if you go on my Instagram profile, there's a there's a link to that in there and on my uh, my FB page as well. Yeah.
0: Um. And what's the charity again?
1: So, so the charity is the Vale of Angharad Canal Boat Trust.
0: Okay. And have you got a GoFundMe or anything for it?
1: Yeah, we've well. I set up a GoFundMe last night. Um, they're, they're such a tiny charity; they're not registered with uh, with Just Giving or anything. Um, so I've set up a GoFundMe, but the the money will go straight into their bank accounts. Um, yeah, it's just as I say, go fund GoFundMe forward slash, and it's my name. Okay. Um,
0: I will. We'll probably speak again before you do it, just to see how the training's going and and what you what you've been doing to train for. For this, and then of course we'd love to catch up with you um, afterwards as well to see how yeah, it, little see little. how it all went. Um, I'll post you know all the links on on the um, the Broken Veteran Facebook page and and um, obviously mention it in the podcast in the in the lead up to this as well. Obviously, people out there if they want to support, you know, it's great when you support a local charity because you can really see the difference really? it makes. You know, I know yeah. obviously the big charities have a lot of people to support and you, but it's, it's really nice when you get a local charity and, and you can see a difference like a, you know, what 20 quid can make to a charity, you know, yeah, or, or think I think
1: you know. I mean, one of the, one of the important things with, I'd say important, one of the kind of the standalone points with, with these guys as the charity is that they're, they're wholly, it's wholly run by volunteers. There's no, you know, there's no employees. Um, the volunteers, dare I say it, you know, not, not, not one of them's under 30, let's be honest. Um, and they're, you know, they're they're grafting. They're all retired. They're all putting in an awful lot of time into skipping the boats and trying to skipping the boat um, and trying to run it. Every time they take a trip out, there has to be two two of them, two skippers on the boat. And throughout the season, which is essentially spring, summer, into early autumn, the boats out seven days a week. So, um, you know, it, it's super busy, and the volunteers who, who run it are themselves super busy. So, you know, an organisation like that really does need every single penny. Um, and as you can imagine, keeping one of those things fed and watered with diesel and paint is uh, is not cheap.
0: No, I imagine, I imagine it's not. I imagine it's not. So, anyway, the very best of luck from from everyone at the uh, the broken vet from at the Bet- broken veteran podcast community. You know, hope the training goes well in the build up to it. I hope you get the weather for it, even though it's going to be October. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. that is what it is. We'll we'll deal with that. Is is it Halloween that night as well? At least we'll get fireworks at the end. Uh, yeah, it will. Be yeah, 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 yeah. works at the end, and um, yeah. I'll I'll meet up with you at some point as well. We'll go for a pint somewhere.
1: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know where I am, so next time you're flying up this way, yeah, dive
0: in. Okay, mate. Cheers. Thanks for uh, well, thanks we'll for back. coming on, Chris. Cheers,
1: speak to you later. No. Bye bye.
0: So there you have it, Stu. He's gonna pull a canal boat. Because why not? You know. Um, well, at a mile an hour. Oh BPF A pace right? <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so that's that's um, it's out there. It's insane. I can remember when you done a little endurance challenge? No. I didn't want to bring it up, but I just it just came into my head there. No. And you cycled the length of whales? No. And then <laughs> you did. did. Um uh, for cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Yeah. You love it. Love you love it. You love it, don't you, really? No. Not even early. <laughs> you tore our ass afterwards. It. Oh. <laughs> it's insane. How long it take? Five days? Something like that. It was a while. We should probably come up with one. We should probably come up with some crazy, crazy challenge. and I think we could pull a boat. I don't think I could pull a boat. <laughs> I don't think I could pull a boat. <laughs> Couldn't pull pint. Couldn't pull a pint. Mm. Yeah, pint. <laughs> Quiet in <laughs> the cheap seats. <laughs> <laughs> you had your opportunity, you blew yeah. it. What we'll do then is we'll put all in the socials all of um Chris's details and that you follow him and obviously the sponsorship there for the for the charity. And closer to the time, we'll probably get Chris on again. I'm away at the time that he's actually doing it I'm not in the country but you know if you want to go along and support him stuff like you know that would be I think you'd appreciate it he would appreciate the support also that reminds me you remember I had the guys on from um, the Cheshire regiment who were raising money for the memorial they're doing um, 22 miles with 22 kilograms on on the twenty second of August, up near Sandbach. So if you go onto their memorial page, the Cheshire Regiment memorial page, you'd be able to sponsor them as well. They're um, they're looking for five k. and They're not far off there total. So anything we can do to support veterans, we you know we'll we'll happily sort of scream and shout about it and stuff like that. But also not just veterans. I thought this week that we could talk about key workers because they've had a bit of a rough time. We know. We know where you know. We know what it's like to have been on the front line, and you sometimes you come back and you don't get the recognition of what you've gone through. Now I. I've heard it described this week. Trying to explain war is like trying to explain green to a blind person. So some people just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So what we said last week, wasn't it? It's, if you don't understand it, then yeah, yeah, I don't get it. We, I don't think people understand what it was like in in the hospitals in in the last couple of weeks, uh, and the care homes and stuff like that. And obviously, we have family that are heavily involved in the healthcare industry. My wife works in a hospital. My mum works the hospital. My sister Stewie's misses. Um, She's uh, um, works in a nursing home. My stepdad is a, a prison officer. So, all sort of frontline. Stewie's a truck driver. So, a key worker. Key worker. I um, I work in the security industry. All them security officers that were on the front line at the you know at the Morrisons and stuff like that. They were, they were at risk, you know, making sure that people were sanitising their hands and stuff like that. So, big sort of kudos to them. And then, obviously in the news this week, the government decide to reward, reward you know, key workers for their efforts. So, but, yeah, they've, it's some key workers. They And they've really missed the mark, I think.
1: Yeah, they've forgotten about them already, haven't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen a... a, a on social, like a, a nurse, at a tail saying, "Can can I play with um? Can I play with? Can I pay with applause? You know, because that's you know, what's well, so a round of applause doesn't pay the bills. No. So I think the government's completely missed the mark on who they should have. If there was going to be pay rises, it's
1: all or nothing. Isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them, give yeah. them all a pay rise. I'd happily pay more tax if I thought that that money that I was being taxed was going directly to the NHS. Yeah. Like if it, if it's not going to some Quango's group who are you know let, you know trying to find out if we can just put a London man on Mars jail. or something like that, you know, when we've got you know Britain have, have never sort of got involved in any sort of space. It, it, it just all these you know. Bullshit parliamentary committees and stuff like that. If, yeah. if the money is going directly to the NHS, then um, I think a lot of people would. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they would. And, and it, but it would be it will be the normal normal person on the street that would be willing to do that. Yeah, it's insane because they you know they went they went through a they went through the you no know, through the mill they absolutely went through the mill dealing with COVID and if it comes around again. You know, are they going to be so willing to put themselves in them situations? Not to mention the mental health follow that the nurses and staff that I work will have worked through quite in cheeky. <laughs> so, so just to give you a bit of background on that, my wife Mary is actually in the room and can hear what what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and she's right. The the mental health aspect of what these people have gone through, you know, as when soldiers come back for war and stuff like that, it isn't there. It's not set up to support them. There isn't enough. And, and I think these are the, the, the points and the issues that need to be sort of raised. And and the charities that support them, give them more support. And I don't mean let's go out and set up another charity. I think there's probably enough Certainly in the veteran community, there seems to be a new charity every week. There's enough charities, let's just support the ones that are there. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. Definitely. There's too many, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a difficult one. But I just want to, obviously, thank uh, all the key workers that, You know that, that put themselves out there and, and did the job. You know and, and and that you know that includes I know the teachers are getting a rough ride because they are getting the pay rides but a lot of teachers volunteered to go to the hub schools and still teach a lot of teachers were still working from home doing doing the teaching you know the the military guys there getting the pay rides which you know it's fabulous they were on the front line doing testing you know setting up the nightingale hospitals and they're, and they're still they're still there they're still muffled ready for if there is a Sort of second wave, third wave, there, uh, there, there, which um, may affect the six, six Nations because obviously the Millennium Stadium is one of them. No, know it's not a massive deal, but
1: mm.
0: it was just something that was said, you know. So it's international. It's international security officer day today. So we're recording this on a Friday. It'll go out tomorrow. So today is International Security Officer Day. So uh, I give my security officers a, a shout out on on the socials. <laughs> um, and uh, the ones that I spoke to today, I let them know. Because a lot of them didn't know. And do you know why it's today? Because it's the 24th of the 7th, 24-7. Hey, see what they did there? Yeah, I love what they did there. Um. Right then, so sort of veteran news, Stu, Anything that's popped up in the in the veteran news? Obviously, pay rise for the the armed forces is uh, is popped up in the news because it's been announced with all the uh, the other pay rises. Yeah, uh, I've noticed that there's been a increase this week in the amount of uh, suicides. In the veteran community. Now we 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 were on, we were looking for a, a figure earlier, weren't we? And we said the veterans against the veterans against suicide. there on their Facebook page. They're saying that there's, there's 45 this year, which is 45 too many, awesome. essentially. But in the, in the last week, there seems to be a lot. There's been some high-profile ones. Um, the former uh, SAS guy who used to do um, security for Billy Connolly you know he he um, he took his own life it's it's just it's at a point where the government needs to start really stepping up and I know there was an announcement that 6 million was going to veteran charities but I think uh, there just needs to be more done to, to support veterans um, and if you are a veteran and you're not you you know you're going through a bit of a uh, going through a rough time. There there is charities out there, there is organisations, and I'll put it in the in the description all of the sort of phone numbers that you can call. But these you know everything from sort of suffer combat stress mind NHS um, the the legion all of them all of them you know if you ring them up and you you've got an issue or a problem uh, they they'll help you um it may seem like the easy option, but think about what you leave behind you know the, the, the how it affects families and stuff like that yeah they uh they're not gonna be you know they're not gonna take it well no would well, they say the pain stops for yourself or you pass it on to someone else yeah and that's that's a, that's the sort of um that's essentially it you know um yeah on that um Veterans United Against Suicide. The uh, saying: seven, seven losses in the last seven days, which is mental. Yeah, far, far too much. And, and you know, we're not, we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we're not, we're not. You know, we're not professing to be sort of experts. We're just trying to raise awareness for it. Um, and we can do all we can do is speak about our experiences and what we've been through and how we've transitioned or, you know, any sign that we've had a problem, what helps us. And obviously for us, it's sort of, you know, do you know what, do you know what it is for for us? It's fitness. Obviously, you do the biking and I do the jujitsu. But it's it's talking to your mates. It's talking. It's having a beer with you know lads who 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 understand it and have been in the same boat. And you know letting them know when you're in you're in fucking shit state and you need a fucking chat or something and just having a beer or going and have a coffee and just having you know, just saying this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is you know, I need I need help. And sometimes, you know, the dark sense of humour will come in and there'll be a bit of banter and stuff like that. So most of us work though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is all. The Where you get it out there? Yeah, yeah. It's just finding that way to deal with it, I suppose, well, isn't it? Yours is beating up Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, me, me, and me and Colin have had a a, a little jujitsu roll this evening. Um. Yeah, but it it that that. You know, hour and a half sort of training that we did together. Just it put us in a far, far better place, you know. Um, We've done a bit of stretching at the end and then fucking lay out and close our eyes for five minutes. And it just, you, you wake up, you know, because <laughs> you worked that hard, you fall asleep. You wake up. But you wake up and it's like, <laughs> wow, I take on the world now. Because you, you, you know, there's no trouble. And, and like I've said, I said it last week when someone's trying to choke you. <laughs> <laughs> you can think of nothing else than stopping that person from choking, and that's why j- jiu is so good, same as Stewie when he does the biking when you're coming down a downhill at super speed and there's trees everywhere, <laughs> you in the it? yeah, you're not yeah. thinking about you know paying the bills or you know um someone who cut you up on the you know <laughs> when you were driving, or you know you're not thinking about that you're thinking about just that just yeah yeah Zen. No. It's Zen.
1: Yeah. That's what it we'll is. We'll
0: go isn't? with that. Yeah. Different state of mine, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. Pardon teachers. Shut up. I'm like shit. I want to come in. Come in. Come in. <laughs> then I'll add another back, tubing in. Yeah. Give me five pence in. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will, we will at some point allow Collins to actually oh, come no. in now. I will allow I you since it'll be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you really? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a weird interview. I reckon we could crack him. Yeah, yeah, what, make him cry. Yeah, yeah, I reckon we could make him cry. <laughs> it's, good for, it's good for ratings. It's good for ratings. Every break him down. I'm not sure what else has gone on in the uh, <laughs> anything. I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything sort of pop up or. No, I've kept an eye on on pay raises and stuff. Yeah, 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 that's really dominated the uh, the news, yeah. um for the uh, for the armed forces. Um, so we'll do a couple of shout-outs. Um, big shout-out to Tactical Coffee. Yeah, Mega no. coffee. Yeah. oh, you still can't make one. What's that? You still can't make coffee. I can't make coffee. The coffee's good. Your wife makes a mean coffee. What? Your coffee sucks. <laughs> My wife does not make good coffee. I
1: could <laughs> you do. You don't make <laughs> <have> coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't
1: make coffee.
0: You make mud. But we had the... Um, yeah, that. no, I like it strong, yeah, like, I
1: like it you know, mean, going, a
0: pussy like You okay. get a spoon to stand up in it. That's what I want.
1: All, all them things.
0: put it to the test. <laughs> they decide it's not the coffee, it's you. But anyway, yeah, shout out to Tactic Coffee because <laughs> we had the, uh, the Ugly Five Zero coffee. And it's nice. I like it. It is awesome. It's the... Like the name as well. Yeah. That's because that's what we call you. Yeah shout out to um Chris Ryan. And, just, um, just just play it cool. Just playing it cool. Yeah, but uh, it cool. he's he started following us on Instagram and sent us a message, so you know that's that could lead to something. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, but uh you know, obviously Chris, if you're listening, thank you very much for the, you know for the follow on the on the message swooning, yeah. <laughs> um, that that uh, that helped. Um, Newport M- MMA. I like giving them a shout out because uh, obviously gyms at the moment, as they start, they're gonna start to reopen and stuff like that, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. You know, I know we've got a few more weeks till the gyms do reopen, but when they do, you know, if you uh, were part of it, and I've actually. Continue paying my monthly fees while we've been in lockdown to make sure it is there when we when we get back. Um, I think we didn't. I don't think we heard the Bike Park Wales shout out. So we'll give Bike Park Wales we'll give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome area if you're into your your mountain biking. That's oh, indeed. Yeah, it's eight. Stewie Stewie loves it. He'd spend his life there if he could. Gotta work. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a know, and, and a shout out to all the uh, key workers, you know, who are still still doing doing smashing their favour. Yeah, still smashing it. I think that'll do us for this week, yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Episode nine. I can't believe we've even got this far. <laughs> almost ten. Yeah, almost ten. Get ten. I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do number ten. I'll Here you like go, you'll yeah. do number ten. Number ten. There right. there we go. Snap like a Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> Why sure we have a box of tissues. Oh, okay. ah, <laughs> I'll do ten. Go on, I'll do ten. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get Colin next week. I think I think that's the plan. Yeah. So you can actually hear what he, you know his story, which is quite unique <laughs> on its own. You know, <laughs> I could have other people in tears. It's not you know, yeah. it's one of them stories. Got a phone
1: call in it. Huh? you got a few. You got, you got a, a few, few stories. stories. Yeah, I yeah. got a
0: few. I mean, yeah, Between the military ones, the train ones, your medical ones. Yeah, there's a few of them. Women ones. Women, I'll yeah. stay away from those ones. Yeah, yeah that's not for them. He should have taken that advice too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We hope to, uh, we hope you all tune in and see you all next week. Bye. Bye.